0: Four friends are searching for a horror film that's been missing for 20 years.
1: No movie just
2: vanishes without a trace.
0: But nothing can prepare them for the final cut. Why the movie? Why is it so important to you? Because people said it's the scariest thing they've ever seen. Expendable for the good of the film. They're watching. Oh my god, it was.
1: Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford, and I've seen the people's court. I'm entitled one phone call, and that's strip search.
2: <laughs> and if you're wondering where I am and who, I've, <laughs> who I am with, I'm Tony the Tiger, the thunder from down under, and I have returned this fine day.
1: Nobody's going to get that, okay, because <laughs> it's It's obscure. <laughs> And you fucked it up so much.
2: Well, I get it. <laughs>
1: Tony was referencing the kids in the hall, but poorly. And you were that was a... those
2: fucking idiots. <laughs> what? You were referring sovereign citizens, weren't you? No! Oh,
0: okay. I was referencing? referencing
2: Mistress of the Dark.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I was way off. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: though it does.
1: El virus plea makes a hell of a lot more sense than theirs.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry, Avara.
1: So, uh, apologies to Cassandra. Yeah, we still have to do Haunted Hills one day. Oh yes. Um, But, yeah, today, on the Blind Rage Podcast, we are doing 2009's The Hills Run Red, starring what's her name again? Sophie Monk. Sophie Monk in the lead, and we have veteran character actor Bill Sadler. Mm -hmm. And he was the only one that I knew from this movie. Yes, yeah. So
2: I knew more than you did. <laughs>
1: you did.
2: Yeah, I well, didn't Sophie, know like, uh, uh, People may recognize Sophie Monk if anyone watched the movie Daked movie. She was in that.
1: She was in some pretty big movies in small parts. Early. Yeah, yeah. She was in her Click, bigger, and for song. that, I'll forgive her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she was in a tiny bit in Click, like it, it was a blink and miss her moment. Like, did and you ever watch that. Click?
1: Do Do you. My disdain for Adam Sandler is almost as strong as my disdain for somebody whose initials are are (laughs) RZ. Okay. But she was also in that. I don't remember it, but she was also in that terrible movie, um, Spring Breakdown.
2: Oh, I didn't mind that movie. I, you oh, I thought, movie. Yeah. I thought it, like, I, it was bad. I thought, like, because it was a dumb comedy, but, like, I
1: enjoyed it, like, Parker Posey and, um... Well, uh, Parker Posey was in it, so it should have been better. <laughs> and the, uh, the, uh, Debbie Downer from SNL. Yeah, Rachel Dratch. I like her, too, but the movie just was not good. <laughs> Rachel Dratch wrote a book, did
2: you know that? uh, I feel like I do.
1: Yeah. I read it, it was funny.
2: Whereas I, you know, like, um, I go into a comedy wanting to laugh. And so, like, I'll let my barriers down. And and unless it's terrible, terrible, and there's nothing funny about it, I can usually find something to laugh about.
1: Well... (laughs) Uh, well, well, it must have been <laughs> pretty bad because it took two years to get released because okay. the studio was so unhappy with it. Yeah, they were like, "We don't even know what the fuck to do with this thing." Oh,
2: I thought it was. Then just they just, a
1: yeah, it was. <laughs> and they just dumped it on DVD. So yeah, get the fuck. Wash our hands of this mess. See if we can recoup something.
2: Like I find with a few comedies that have got SNL alum, it's not that that funny, but still an easy watch. <laughs> uh,
1: SNL alum movies are <laughs> iffy at best. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I do enjoy Superstar. Yes, you still and put your uh, fingers in your armpits. Mm-hmm. 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 And I make out with my and I make out with trees because I'm just doing my part to save the environment. Yes, um, but before we get into all the usual goodies, I'm just going to get the hair plugs out of the way. <laughs> I don't um, want to say anything. Yeah. Um, so Tony, did you know that I write books? I did. I heard it's
2: that it. yeah, story written in yeah. the Pizza Hut Toilets.
1: Well, you only saw it there because I my books are part of the Book It program. Which you have no idea what that is, clearly.
2: No, but I'll trust you.
1: <laughs> Book It used to be a program for first graders or something oh, okay. like elementary school kids <laughs> yeah. where if you read a certain amount of books you got like a coupon from your teacher for a free personal pan pizza at pizza hut. nice oh, lovely and i i did get one on i remember at the time when my class was doing it but no you can't my books are not part of the book it program but i think they should bring book it back pizza hut bring back mm-hmm. book it Um, that's a lot of alliteration Um, yes so but speaking of books mine are available in hardcover kindle and paperback editions on amazon.com and you can find them very easily by typing brandon ford into the search box There you will also find my Amazon author page which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. If you prefer, I have books available in audio format which you can find on audible.com and audible has a similar setup where you can uh, subscribe to an author and receive notifications whenever they have a new release. Um, if you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. You can follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. Tony, you give your stuff.
2: Oh yes, it's a uh, Tony underscore the underscore bear at
1: Letterboxd and Madonna Horror at Twitter. Um, if you haven't already please stop by the official blind rage facebook page to like and subscribe if you have any questions comments concerns critiques suggestions recommendations feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com for the love of god check out the blind rage podcast youtube channel because as of right now it's hanging by a thread Last, I think, and most importantly, I think this is last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. Because, you know, if you subscribe, you'll automatically get the episodes as they are released. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, no. I get it's, a little
1: dot come up in your in the thumbnail saying oh, it's true. Mm. It's true, yeah. Because um, apparently, um, I got a a response in a in a in a Facebook group where I posted about one, one of our most recent episodes, and a girl responded to it and said something along the line because I guess she'd read some of my other posts. And she was like, is there any reason why you don't, you never post a link with this? You know, I just thought it would be easier for people to find it. Is that not allowed in the group or something? So, she wouldn't have to worry about links if she just went to Spotify or Apple (laughs) or... Uh, Overcast or any of the other many, many podcasting platforms and just subscribed and then you'll get them automatically without even having to, to worry about links or even having to read my posts. Yeah, but without that you wouldn't get some passive
0: aggressive
2: reaction on that. That's podcast. true.
1: That's true. <laughs> Especially when I don't <laughs> like something people people take offense to that. Thank you for being helpful about <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I
2: I it, I should uh, start include like as a comment. I'll put in a link <laughs> if I remember to.
1: <laughs> oh, you barely even like the fucking posts, even though you're tagged in them. Sometimes no, you I like ha- them like three days, four days later.
2: No, yeah, that that actually happens to me a lot. Is that I won't get someone's um, uh, posts until a few days later. It's like, oh yeah, oh. sure, blame Facebook.
1: You know no, I do. I do. when the episodes drop. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be looking for that shit.
2: I'll uh, need to put you into. I'll need to check the favorites on the following, so uh, it shows uh,
1: up quicker. Well, I should already be one of your favorites.
2: You are I'm my everything.
1: Fucking awesome! Don't you yeah. know that?
2: That was a song. You're fucking awesome.
1: Anyway. <laughs> um. So. Before we get into the movie, let's get into recent views, shall we? Shalloway. What have you seen recently?
2: Well, I'm actually going...
1: To... <laughs> I was actually
2: thinking as you are doing your list of uh, where you're available, because um, your Elvira mentioned, your mention made me think of what's movies that I've used to watch religiously and like quite a lot of, because more modern movies I don't tend to, so that's why I don't tend to remember as many quotes anymore. But I used to watch um, the First Wives Club so often. And the reason I did is because the tape that it was taped on, it would actually clean the heads of the VCR. (laughs) So when the VCR started, sort of, sort of, like, just incidentally, I don't know
1: why, but like, uh, when the. uh, But it's not even. It's not even videotape in there. No, I had a videotape. It was on videotape but what was in those cleaners was not video oh, yeah, tape. it yeah, was like no, a cloth I know. no I
2: know. So I know. How... but i'm saying like incidentally i just like put it in and the uh the tracking would improve and so i just watch it and then the next time i put
1: on another video it come well, out clean so uh, well was it a um a, an original Paramount No, no the, no no it was a kodak off of uh, oh a kodak they were the tape. worst
2: and like it was the fourth movie along, so it was it was, it was taped Kodak on long play.
1: Absolute fucking worst. Kodak. Yeah. As oh, okay. Blank VHSs. They were the worst. Who,
2: well, uh, mine were mainly Kodak, and I think TDK.
1: <laughs> Back in the day, TDK was alright.
2: Um. Whereas for recent watches, um, mm-hmm. I watched a movie called The Menu with <gasps> the phones?
1: Oh, good, we get to talk about it. That was okay. mine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
2: well, I'm glad we didn't mention it before we started recording. <laughs> well, that yeah.
1: What the fuck did you think of that piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so much.
2: I would actually have a feeling that you would hate it. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, didn't like it as much as other people are liking it. But I will say, like, I, I, I thought it presented well. There was stuff to it that I did like. However, um, in the same week, I also rewatched, uh, Scream No, not five. yet. We're
1: still talking about no, the no, menu. No, no, no.
2: This is still, this is, uh, still in regards to the menu. I rewatched Scream 5. Oh, God. And it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of one of the conversations that was at the beginning is that the, the, the a la carte menu that was on hold for, you know, for the, uh, snobby, um, restaurateurs is kind of like the Babadook <laughs> or how was she saying Babadook? Babadook? Babadook. Babadook yeah. <laughs> And then you had the one girl who wanted just a cheeseburger and she was happy with that. So that's like, I was wondering, is that sort of a commentary on the horror audiences of recent where you get the really snobby, you know, idiots and then you just get the ones who really just want a, a good piece of
1: slashing? I don't think, I don't think that was meant to be horror movie commentary. I think having just a plain or, you know, a regular cheeseburger is such an American thing. And Americans really aren't, you know, all about... Unless you're, like, in New York or something, Um, about all that fancy, smanchy bullshit that he was serving up, like, fucking with The Rock. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: yes, yeah. See, that's how I took it. The, so that that's kind of why
2: I sort of feel like it might be a little bit of bit, a better movie than I gave it credit to but in saying so I, I personally enjoyed the uh, the whole presentation of it as like a dish and then
1: yeah I like it, that yeah. I like that aspect but something I did feel is that
2: I wanted it to be more horror <laughs> well because <laughs> like there, there was a big chase sequence that was less than a minute like, oh, okay well
1: all right <laughs> Well, because of the creep factor of the head chef and the way the uh, underlings were in the kitchen mm. um, and the way they were in a remote location, um, and the fucking um, the intensity behind every dish and the perfection that he had to that he put into everything. That pretty much set it up where I was expecting something awful to happen yes. during the meal. So when the guy shot himself in the head, I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's about right.
2: He'll be going, you know.
1: I Yes, I knew, I knew that's kind of where we were going with that. Um, but I really didn't buy him letting her go just because she kind of outwitted him with the cheeseburger thing yeah yeah it it kind of was just i mean that yeah (laughs)
2: but yeah i felt a lot of it was um a lot of good setup but then nothing you know um which is probably again in saying like if if i want to give it a lot more credit the idea behind the dishes being set up—that you do Yeah, they
1: were it. like the chapter <laughs> chapter points. I, yeah. I I I like I like that aspect of it. Um, but the presentation left much to be desired. No, um, I think it's the
2: other way around. It's the presentation
1: was good. Well, yeah, but the presentation the, nutrition- the presentation was, was good.
2: nutritionally
1: lacking. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, and. Um, I wasn't sure I understood who the main girl was. Was she a prostitute? Yeah, she's an escort. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what but, I
2: thought. Um, yeah, so like, just yeah, there was a scene that almost made it feel like it was going to be an Agatha
1: Christie. Uh, yes, Jennifer. yes. And
2: then nothing. You know that just lasts... Yeah, you
1: know, it's it's yeah. I that's where I thought things were going to go too. At first, because it starts out like an Agatha Christie with the with the remote setting. Because it's like it kind of felt like, and then there were none at first. Yeah,
2: Um, and then the locked doors and yada yada. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it it it's and there was there were some plot points that were just like, what is this? Why? What is this for? Like the false hope with the Coast Guard or whatever coming, who was in yeah. on it? Um, that I I just found to be completely pointless. Because um, <laughs> the running time, I didn't, I didn't think he was going to save them. Yeah, yeah. There, I thought either he was in on it or he's going, he's going to get he's going to die. And plus, even if he was a real Coast Guard or whatever the fuck he was, he wouldn't show up by himself. Yeah. Not with somebody calling on the radio saying that there's a murder. And why didn't anybody else hear that? Hear what? Hear her when she did the emergency call. Well, because
2: she was on a private radio in, like, the chef's house. Oh, bullshit.
1: Those things are not private. I'm um, sure some boat somewhere heard oh, that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, heard no, that well, SLS. Yeah.
2: No, well, it depends on the UHF and your location. I don't think
1: if you know if you were hundred miles away, you could hear that. Tune. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, huh? We're in 2023 <laughs> now. I mean, technology is pretty sophisticated but it's a that, ham radio. Well, I'm sure they make better <laughs> ham radios now. Um that I thought was pointless And the in the scene where uh, the 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 chase during the woods. Yeah. With the guys why why it and cuz that I thought like whoever gets caught first gets killed or something like that. Yeah,
2: and nothing. No.
1: No. Mm-mm. It was just you know, let's
2: make I, them I will say it right. I did find while. it quite funny, so I will give it that much as well.
1: You thought it was funny?
2: Yeah, I, I laughed
1: a fair bit. I did not. I did not at all. But my is different than
2: yours. Well. I find you funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I won't judge you for that. Um. But what was the point of burning everything down at the end? Did they was that explained? Well,
2: no, that was just the fun. That was just they were all um, um, s'mores,
1: you know. But they, did, it wasn't, it wasn't like you know a one-off thing. This was something that they'd been doing for years. So no, why no, on no, this no. night? Why? Uh oh no! Like as in the
2: the killings weren't something that happened every time. This was the the first and last time that they did it.
1: Are you sure about that? Yes. Um. Uh, like oh I yeah, didn't he way. say something about retiring or something like that? I'm
2: not sure. I know Some that, um, like that uh, he like killed the um ghost owner, whatever they're called. I forget the one that had like steak in the in the restaurant. Mm. whether that I don't know I don't know you'll have to give it a rewatch
1: no I don't want to (laughs) I was I was surprised and um, I was pleased that Judith Light was in it Um, I haven't seen her in anything in forever
2: well she's the one from Who's the Boss isn't she yes yes yeah uh i've seen her a couple of times i reckon she's a judge on like one of the law and orders <laughs> and that's about as much as i've
1: seen her in mm. yeah i remember when she had um breast cancer it was pretty it was pretty bad oh. um but that was like over 20 years ago so yeah yeah but i was bad. glad that she, that she was in it yeah um John Leguizamo really... Huh? Nothing, nothing,
2: nothing. I, I I should look at that myself. I felt like her husband was someone uh, famous as well in the movie.
1: I don't think so. I think her and John Leguizamo were the only ones that I knew. Recognized, yeah. And he didn't have anything to do, really. No,
0: nah, no. Nah.
1: Because he's such a great character actor, you would think. Um but now, mm. I mean, I guess
2: maybe it was like a bit of, uh, I feel like there's going to be a, a few COVID movies where stuff isn't as good. Like that, well... the period where, you know, production had to be altered because of restrictions and stuff like that, where the challenges to the filmmaking has made it not as good as what it could have been.
1: I think that we're in a time now where people are trying, or filmmakers are trying, horror filmmakers in particular, are trying very, very hard to, um, turn over a new leaf in the genre, and so we're getting movies that are striving to be different, so that's where the, like, Midsummer comes from, and... I want to say X, but I don't want to say X. Um, but uh, what was that other movie that I fucking hated? Hell, I didn't bother with that shit. Fresh, <laughs> fresh is another one that was very I different. You liked fresh, I do like fresh. Yeah. Um, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that there there are some that try hard to be different and to go against the grain. Yeah, yeah. But either they they are successful or they're not. There's really not an in-between. Yeah.
2: Like, I personally reckon that the best horror is pop. Um, And you can have good, you know, highbrow horror, but I I think that you shouldn't neglect how good, like, uh, just a a classic horror storyline can be. (sighs) Mm. You know, like, all of those 80s Slashes, you know, they had the same storyline, but they were, they were churned out and they were fun.
1: Yeah, but they were a product of their time. Yeah, and what they've been it? trying It's they've ch- it's 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 an that, era, that It's a bygone era trying. that has been <laughs> att- attempted to be emulated so many times, yeah. and has failed so many times. And I'm trying to think of that other more recent movie that was kind of they in that... you watched and hated. Yeah, I, did. I think I probably brought it up. Um, but we're recording these episodes like six months apart, so I don't even remember what the fuck I said <laughs> with the last episode. Um, so, f- f- final thoughts on the menu were uh, the cast... For the most part, did well. I thought the lead girl did well. I never heard of her before, but I thought she um, did well. Yeah. Um, it was just, just lackluster. She's from The Witch
2: and um, Last Night in Soho. I think she's a Brit. Uh, Last British, Night British. in Soho was not.
1: That was another one of those going against the grain movies that was shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would still. Like she to was the main girl. Yeah, I reckon.
2: And oh. she was in the chess, like a chess move, a chess thing
1: on Netflix. And The Which Witch I, mean, I never like? saw. I had no interest in that.
2: I watched it and it was okay for me. Oh, Men is
1: another one. Didn't like that one
2: at all. Yes, I remember. You seem to be a bit disappointed by some of the A24s. Well,
1: A24 seems to be... The main distributor who are trying to go against the grain with their different yeah, kind—I of... applaud that, you know. I, as much yes, as I, I do as too, as but <laughs> you know, make a good fucking movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you can only. Um, it, it is a bit like uh, uh, you, you need to churn out a few frogs before you find your prince. <laughs> mm. So, what was your second viewing? Uh, it's a movie that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And. Um, From Hell with Johnny Depp and Heather Graham. Um, oh. Which, again, was like. A, it was one of those movies that I found okay when I first watched it. And upon rewatching it, it's, again, I find okay. You know, it's. Uh, nothing Heather too spectacular. Oh my God. Well, she was one. She she's very pretty to me, and like uh, she's beautiful, but she's a terrible yeah. actress. No, but what I'm saying is like, um, I yeah, she was kind of miscast in this movie. I'm glad she tried, you know, but I think that it would have worked better with a British actress or someone who can act better. Um, but just quickly. Um, you know, Heather Graham was in, uh... Oh, that fucking... The Hangover. Apparently, the role was originally offered to, um... Sophia Monk, but she... Yeah, I read it that on, do, on
1: Wikipedia. And to I bet do she's, this movie. <laughs> I bet she's kicking herself to this day. Yeah, so, like, yeah,
2: she... Home. She talked about it in, like, a... In an interview, like, it was a... It was a comedy interview
1: where, um with you. <laughs> I, never, I never saw any of those movies and I don't really care to. Um, but they were huge fucking yeah. movies. Um, and speaking of Johnny Depp, because he's such a hot ass mess these days, <laughs> all I keep doing is thinking about the old this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs oh, yes, he used to do point back when, oh, and it's like that's... okay, you, you need to look back at some of your older work and take, take some of advice. your own advice, okay. Johnny Depp.
2: Did he do that in Part
0: Six?
1: Yeah, they. That was him. Yeah. Well, yes. that was really that was really an ad that was played yeah. on American television. But yeah, they did it. Um. And Freddy's dead um, with Freddy hitting him with the frying pan. Yes. Um, but it was mainly supposed to be a wink at, you know, the first one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, my second. Um, Offering Yeah. Another lackluster one. I watched, um, because I got it. It, it, the um, I think it was one of my um, Black Friday purchases from Vinegar Syndrome. I watched the Australian uh, fair game. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, I was like, okay, I've seen <laughs> this movie before because that 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 premise has been done a lot, especially with that kind of a setting where it's one very strong female character who is um, being chased by a group of redneck types and uh, or bogans uh, in this case. Um, yes. And the well, the first half of the movie is her being terrorized by them and the second half is her killing them all off yep yeah um and yeah, that's been done before. So a
2: slag on your grave. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: yeah, I wasn't I wasn't wild about it. I was hoping it was gonna be better. and the accents really didn't do anything for me. That didn't I liked you. no, I liked the accents of the villains in storm morning Mour- better. okay, I did. Uh,
2: game is from Queensland Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. that's a bit of redneck Wonderland um did you ever watch the Cindy Crawford movie
1: yes I did I saw it in theaters <laughs> twice <laughs> really oh I saw it in the theater twice I remember I went I went to see it um I don't remember. I went to see it with somebody, and um, and then I went. Again, so I went to the movies again with my parents because my dad really wanted to see Seven. And oh, okay. Me and my mom were like, well, we don't like this. I didn't like Seven.
0: Okay, really.
1: Um, and my mom was like, let's just go. What else is playing? Let's just go in another theater. And I was like, "Oh eh, well, Fair Game wasn't too too bad." Let's go. And we got in like in, with missing like the first fifteen fifteen minutes. And then yeah. when we came back to watch the rest of Seven, I saw the whole "What's in the box?" <laughs> oh, that acting was painful. Oh, God. Uh, Um, so yeah, I got to see that on the big screen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. What's in the box? (laughs) You sound like you're in a game show. Mmm. Yeah. Well, they do say that quite a bit on, um... On, uh, Let's Make a Deal. (laughs) Oh, God, what's in the
2: box? Well, they don't...
1: Well, Wayne just, you know, Wayne is very pleasant. Um, so he does it, he does it, you know, in a more pleasant manner. Yes. You're going Oh, the, oh, Bernard speak, head. Speaking of, um, whatever the fuck her name is, why does Brenna her Foulter? name keep escaping me? No. Um, okay. The girl from the movie that we're about to watch. Monk. Yeah, I keep forgetting her name for some reason. Oh, that's all right. But she was apparently she was in the remake of Blood Feast. Oh, really? Which was that. also not good.
2: Okay. Poor thing. She was. She was. She played. She was in the Bachelorette in Australia as a contestant. Yeah. Well, she um. Uh, Australia refell fell in love with her because she did, like, this comedy interview that was quite popular. And, like, uh, the the interviewer said, oh, maybe you could, like, go into really bad obscurity and do the next Bachelorette. <laughs> and, so, like, and that became, like, official.
1: Oh, no. The poor thing.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I think she's enjoying her life, you know. she She tried to make it big and it didn't really work and... <laughs> Now she's happy doing it small.
1: Uh, all right. Well, I think we should get into the movie. Yes.
2: A uh, Warner Premiere.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think I remembered that this was a Warner Premiere movie. Um, Because I think it's kind of... Uh, I, I think this is a mid-tier movie for me, but yeah. it's it's out of place because those fucking Warner Premiere movies were awful. Yeah, like Rest Stop and shit. I didn't and, mind Rest Stop. Oh, yes. I hated it. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, and they did another really bad one called Delivery. Um, <laughs> oh my God about a uh, a pizza delivery guy who was like constantly being messed with by the, by like the hot girls he was delivering pizzas to. Yeah, and then at that. the end he snaps. Yeah, it was not that was bad. Yeah. They did a lot of shitty movies. Oh, I think um wasn't the remake of Funny Games? Or no, oh, that I'm was not sure. I might be thinking something else. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know where you can find The Hills Run Red. Um, but if you can, feel free to watch it with us. If not, you can just watch along. And we're hmm. going to begin. I hope more people discover it. All right. Yeah. We're going to begin in three, two, one, play. I. I don't think it's as unknown as you think it is. I think a lot of I think it has a pretty f- decent following. Okay. Um uh, well, good. <laughs> but I didn't know or I didn't remember cuz well, I saw it once on DVD when it first came out. Um I thought it was fine. Um But I didn't remember That David J. Scow Wrote the screenplay Um, I don't know if you know who he is No Uh, He was A big part of the splatterpunk Movement In the mid-80s So It was like Uh, all of these authors came out together and they were writing really extreme horror novels. Um, So it was like him, Jack Ketchum, Ramsey Campbell, Bentley Little, John Skip. Um, I think Poppy Z. Bright was in there. Uh, So they were like all lumped together and they even made a Splatterpunks anthology. Um so yeah he was in there he was in that group and he also wrote um a movie that I feel at times I'm the only one who enjoys and that is uh Chainsaw Massacre 3 um which I would like to do um yeah at some point because I already did the first two um but I do like three um and he did dialogue polish on A Nightmare on Elm Street 5.
2: Dialogue polish?
1: Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like in the Never Sleep Again documentary and he's in some... I think he was doing dialogue polish at the same time he was writing Chainsaw, I think. So he was yeah. getting new pages from the uh, Elm Street 5 script Every day and tweaking them and then going back to working on Chainsaw.
2: Are they included in the writers? Like in the credits? Who? The, the dialogue polish folks? No. No, okay. Sort of like the no. uh, script doctors aren't included, I reckon. Right, no. Even though I'm um, sure they make the movie much better than original.
0: I um
1: I've tried to read some of his books but his writing is very dense. Okay. Um I, I don't necessarily go for, you know, easy reads per se, but it's just that um it kind of feels like you're reading a textbook sometimes or okay. a book that's um written in like the 1600s or something it's like where did you get this how did you develop this voice because it's a little uh, it's a little too thick for the kinds of books that you're writing um so um so yeah I was surprised that he worked on this
2: yeah now did you reckon um I saw some similarities between the um storyline to this and this, uh, storyline to Tusk
1: I didn't get that at all
2: where this character, he would be like the Justin Long um, so just character of going up to um, Canada to uh, research a clip that it was shown and then
1: I barely remember what the fuck Tusk was about it was... very
2: loosely of course
1: I just remember him going up to Canada for some fucking reason and then getting turned into a fucking seal.
2: (laughs) A walrus.
1: Walrus, whatever.
2: Cuckoo, 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 choo
1: I prefer a seal, they're cuter. I like their whiskers.
2: I watched um, (laughs) uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and there's a a seal in that.
1: Oh, that wasn't a nice thing to say.
2: No. Although this annoyed me because um, (laughs) he's got the viewfinder facing away from himself,
1: where he he can like flip it around and then see what he looks like. (laughs) So, did you know that this was filmed in Bulgaria?
2: I yes, I only realised that through the credits, and uh, my
1: friend likes to pronounce it Bulge (laughs) area. oh understandably <laughs> yes see this par- I th- this is when they're coming out of the movie theater right yeah um they that was something that they had to improvise because in the script the scene was written for them uh to be walking down a sidewalk but they couldn't find any sidewalks in Bulgaria that looked anything yeah. like America yep yep So, um, they were lucky to get a uh, movie theater that allowed them to film. They said it gave the movie some production value, Um, and it was a nice theater too. So, and it made—I think it made—made sense for them to be having their conversation there since they're yes, they're going into a movie theater, not leaving one, yeah. Yeah, because a, a sidewalk chat is a bit too generic, really. It is. Yeah, I think it, I think having it in the theaters and it makes it a little yeah, it's more to interesting. The ten-year-old
2: movie.
1: Yeah, and plus it was a way for them to put all of the fake movie posters on display. <laughs> yes,
2: probably the same ones that are in their apartment right now.
1: <laughs> I think. I think so. There's even a. Um, an Italian mock-up yes. for the Hills Run Red poster that they had painted. Oh, what's that? I do like the
2: title, is that it does sound very much like the 70s movie titles that they had around.
1: I can't hear the title without thinking of The Hills <clears> of
2: <throat> Yes. <laughs> Which is probably why I didn't watch it for a long time, because I just thought it was going to be some
1: crappy uh, rip-off of that. Hmm. Well, did you know that there was supposed to be a sequel? No. Yeah, it was called The Hills Run Redder. The Hills Run Red 2, Colin surfing the Crimson Wave. (laughs) Crimson Tide. That's a true story.
2: Yes. So, you
1: take that off my tardy list. Mm hmm. So this had a relatively decent budget for a movie of its kind, $4.5 million. That's pretty good. Yeah. And especially in Bulgaria.
2: Yeah. It's a Dark Castles production, which, um, are they still around? I think so. Because I remember they were churning out movies like Sun and Chronic. Um, yeah, they
1: did um The Haunting and House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill, yeah. And Ghost Ship? I think so. Yeah, because right. they were, they were um, Robert Zemeckis's
2: company, weren't they? Who Robert Zemeckis? Zemeckis?
1: But I think that they were supposed to be the the, the title "Dark Castle" came from um, William Castle, so yes. they were. It was supposed to be like they were paying him. I don't know if he had anything to do with it, or his family, or whoever. Well, he didn't have anything to do with it because he was dead. Um, But I don't know if his descendants or anything had anything to do with it or if it was just supposed to be an homage to the kinds of movies that he made. Yeah.
2: Well, being that his last name is a noun, uh, they
1: probably didn't even need
2: to get their permission or anything.
1: No. But, no, I, I know that there was a definite connection. Yes. <laughs> There, they said or um I was listening to an interview with Sophie on YouTube and she said she had a good time making the movie and she she liked everybody um who was in the cast and on the crew and she said it because they were there for like a month and they uh we're working together so such long hours and nobody in Bulgaria spoke English. Yeah. Um, it was a very f- familial atmosphere. Yeah. Um, she so got to know everybody really well.
2: Did you like her as a person?
1: I liked her in the movie. I thought she did well. Oh, I meant in the interviews. Oh, she's, yeah, she sounds very nice. Yeah, she's a, People like it. <laughs> yeah, she sounds very sweet. I like, I liked her accent.
2: <laughs> uh, she there used to play a um, Marilyn Monroe at a uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: I saw that on her
1: Wikipedia. But um, well, I
2: found that this bit, I feel like the um, uh, audio that they've used, they didn't integrate it well enough with the thing. Like it sounds very like. Recorded in post. Just not the the,
1: di- the The director said that I think it was him. Um, <laughs> he said that while he thought that she did really well. And you know she, he didn't regret casting her or anything like that. She was sort of, kind of miscast because she's supposed to be a heroin addict, <laughs> yes. and she looks a little too healthy. Yes, yeah. Um. But one thing that because it was it was the director and David Scow and it uh, wasn't there was there two directors. Uh um I think you could be right. Our, i should have paid better future, attention. I don't know. Well, there were well, three like, there were three people in the commentary and they were all yeah. in agreement that they were very happy to have had two um actresses with natural breasts in the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was actually like a qualifier with the director. He said he really didn't want anybody with implants. Yeah. Especially for Sophie's role. Because
2: you yeah. Know it was, it so I could be in his ex movie.
1: hmm. <laughs> yeah, this was her first nude scene. Oh, yes, yes.
2: She's one of those, um, vegetarians that sometimes likes a hamburg. <laughs> what
1: the fuck does that mean?
2: No, she like, she, like she was a vegetarian and then like, there was a photo of her eating a hamburger and she's like, yeah, oh, sometimes I sometimes like were, to
1: have a bit of meat. <laughs> I thought you were speaking euphemistically.
2: Like, being symbolic. No. <laughs>
1: The um, strip joint looks like it's um... Oh that was an equestrian place. Oh really? Yeah, it doesn't look like <laughs> I couldn't believe it when they said that, I was like, What? But yeah, that was they were um, horse races there. Okay. And in the in the part where she does the lap dance that was like a um like a dining area that they had <laughs> for people to eat. Yeah. Or she was serving, mm-hmm. they had fourteen sets built. Okay, um, which is pretty impressive, I think. Well, every
2: every like time uh, you know a movie like this is filmed <laughs> in the Eastern block I always think, like, I wonder if stuff was done cheaper because of it. Yeah, it
1: is. That's why they go there.
2: Yeah. Um, Which kind of makes me feel a bit sad. Like, but also like, I'm sure that the people like getting work as well. So it's, it's, it's I'm sure it's. A yeah, work
1: they forever. had they had some they had some Bulgarian um, the uh, they had a Bul- Bulgarian casting director. Um, the guy who plays uh, baby baby faces Bulgarian and okay. one of the actors. Who was who? One of the red one of the rednecks was actually born and raised in Florida, but he moved to Bulgaria. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Bulgarians did get um, some work. Yeah. In the movie, and yeah, yeah, that that generally tends to happen because you know when they film places for cheaper, with like Romania and stuff, that's another biggie. It used to be Canada. But I guess the tax write-off went up. Because yeah, they don't really yeah. do that anymore. Everything well, I, used to be uh, shot in Canada.
2: Yeah, I know, um, I think Montreal does, still does a lot of productions. They use Montreal instead of Europe if they need to shoot stuff on the street. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I've heard that. So I would, could just very I well would still be think that Montreal be really expensive yeah
2: but what I was maybe thinking is maybe um although I'm sure I'm very wrong with that there's enough production happening there that they don't need more
1: (laughs) she said you know you wanna fuck me (laughs) it reminded me of um that was on The Bachelorette it reminded me of um um um, what's her name um in Night 2 Um, Mary Lou no not Mary Lou (laughs) the one Mary Lou possesses the blonde once she goes after the priest don't you wanna fuck
2: me oh my god
1: (laughs) she she was crazy you wanna pop
2: my beef curtains
1: oh Uh. that's another movie we have to do like ASAP Mm.
2: Mary Lou 2 yes that was in your list of uh, favorite sequels
1: Yes. Yeah, we need to give Mary Lowe's Beef Curtain a separation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm more excited to do part three, because that's my favorite.
2: Prom Night 3? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay. And speaking of Canadian productions, they were all canadian productions all four oh, okay
2: of them. yes i was listening to a um a podcast about black christmas and how that was a canadian
1: well um bob clark was canadian yes
2: and they spoke to they interviewed um I did actually watch the movie and I intended to and I forgot to. Um, The one who got the plastic bag over
1: the head. Andrea Martin's Canadian too. What? Oh, okay. They interviewed
2: the girl who got the plastic bag over the head.
1: Oh. I don't really remember her name. Um, Nevertheless. Nevertheless. But she was on the cover. Yes.
2: She was like the symbol of Black Christmas.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And
2: she just held her breath for that. Mm. <laughs> like here she looks more heroin addicted than she did earlier. I guess if they'd just taken off the makeup, it would work better.
1: Well, this is video um, for the for the documentary because they did these as interstitials, and video is pretty unforgiving. Um, yeah, especially the kinds of the kind of video that was used when this was shot. It was like oh seven. Yeah. Um, it was like they were probably doing DV back then, and DV yeah, looked yeah, like it shit.
2: <laughs> I remember the anniversary party was filmed like an early DV, and that looked very um
1: um cammy. Yes. Very home video. My my Canon DV was pile of garbage. Okay, I used to have a JVC DV.
2: What was what convinced me to get that one is that I had um, two microphones, and if you were to talk into the left one,
1: it would come out in the left in the TV. I remember. They had I don't know I hope I didn't bring this up on the podcast, but I you know I told you that I used to make home videos with my friend Jason when we were younger um and then, when we severed ties, um that kind of ended, and yep. my parents were never gonna buy me a camcorder, but they had this camcorder that was sold as a toy and, oh, and that connects to the telly it connect to the vcr yeah
2: to the vcr sorry yeah
1: yeah and it was in black and white yeah um it was like a hundred dollars and i i really really wanted it but yeah um it would have made recording things very limited yeah yeah because you can only like record in one space yeah Um, But I would have had some fun with that shit.
2: You would have been like the Baldwin brother in Flatliners.
1: I don't think I ever saw Flatliners all the way through.
2: (laughs) He used to record himself having sex with women. (laughs)
1: Like with Um, cameras all around his house. (laughs) Like, um, the trucker in, um... The My yes. Bloody Valentine remake. And the other bold one in Sliver. <laughs> oh, there's a trend.
2: Yeah. It's freaky. Well, better than... <laughs> I won't go into it.
1: <laughs> um, When I was... When I was watching this for the podcast for preparations for the podcast it was kind of reminding me of one of my books Anonymous. but it was it's kind of similar but it's kind of not but um, the mystery of Kelly Christopher isn't it's it sort of involves an elusive horror director but he's not completely inaccessible um yeah, but it does revolve around a group of friends who are very uh, uh, well versed in the genre, yeah. and the main character is obsessive about all things are he's me basically yeah yeah um but I didn't do what they did in this, which was they all of the movies that they mentioned were fictitious yeah, um, yeah but that was a that was a conscious choice <laughs> David Scal said something like um, we didn't really want to use any mention any real movies or use any lines from real movies because it might make it might um, make people realize that the dialogue from those movies was better <laughs> uh, somebody should have told Kevin <laughs> Williamson that shit <laughs> um but um yeah so they 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 um and he said something too that um um the guy who who did the artwork for the fake movies he wrote a a book and I could have misheard him but I think it was a nonfiction book that was about the production of all of these horror movies that don't exist. And okay. he had mock-up posters for all of them. Um, and David J. Scout is, knows a lot about... Because uh, there's like a, a handful of horror novels that are written kind of about Elusive directors or psychotic filmmakers. Um, one of them, I was—I really wanted to read, but I can't find it. It's called like Neck Sprockets or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he know he knew all those books, and I think some of the people who wrote them, and I think he took some some inspiration from them. Um, I know he said that uh, the gas station was like a, an homage to the original Chainsaw Massacre okay um,
2: something I was going to say earlier when um, uh, that I liked about this movie and that you can um, I appreciate the rewatches you don't realise, well, for me, I didn't realise that Sophie Monk's character was, um, uh, a villain because, uh, you know, the scenes where she looks scared in the forest and stuff like that. Because that's sort of like, uh, you wouldn't do that if you're a villain, but then in saying that, she knows she's being recorded for a horror movie. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it makes sense that she was, yeah. you know, looking at this doll on the floor and like thinking oh my god
1: what's?" yeah and they the director had to um, uh, figure out things for her to do because he wanted he wanted it to be something that he would notice if he would go back and rewatch the movie so there there's a lot of cuts to her looking a certain way or making doing something with her eyes um, yeah. that if you watch it the first time you could misinterpret it as something that it isn't yeah um, so he worked with her a lot on that and she said um she asked Bill Sadler a lot uh, for notes and she said he was really nice to her um <laughs> And gave her a lot of acting tips.
2: Yeah. Well, when you're doing nude scenes, you get that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, it's no, and I'm smart. sure I'm
2: sure he's a giving actor as well.
1: Like I said. <laughs> yes, but it's smart to you know seek advice from veteran actors who have done a lot of movies and have been around. Yeah. Yeah. For 20, 30 years, or whatever, um, it was like kind of like when we when uh, we were doing the popcorn commentary, how um, Jill Sholin, uh well, she didn't ask D. Wallace outright for advice, but she just watched how she worked. Um, yeah, and Took yeah. note of it, that.
2: It's good to treat it as an apprenticeship filming as well. You know, yes, but yeah, learning yeah. on the job.
1: If you have if you are work, if you are fairly unseasoned, which I guess she, she was when she did this, because she only did bit roles. Um, and you're lucky to have a veteran actor that you can get notes from and learn from. You know, that's an opportunity mm. that if you're smart, you'll seize. Um.
2: Well, I I think it happens a lot with directors, is that you'll get young ones watching old directors work and that's how they build up their ability as well
1: mm-hmm. well some do and some don't some go in thinking they know everything <laughs> um, but if you ask any director they will tell you that the best way to learn how to make a movie is to make a movie you don't yeah. really learn anything from film school, school yep yep and so many successful filmmakers are film school dropouts or they never even went to film school at all. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I feel with with some artistic schooling, um, you can sort of be molded into everyone else. So you can maybe lose your individuality. I know that the better ones will sort of encourage the individuality but I think if you don't get into those schools you sort of then become like everyone else yeah I went to a friend's it wasn't an art exhibition it was part of a graphic design course and they had an exhibit of everyone's work and everyone's work sort of looked very similar to everyone else's so it was
1: oh that's shitty
2: It was, it was, I think, you know, uh, technical work. It wasn't like yeah. You
1: know, uh, well, that's what I was going to say. I think but, yeah. if you're if you're going to school for anything creative, I think um, it's best for the technical aspect of it. Like especially yes. if you want to be an artist or a painter, um, you know, to learn the basics, um, it would really it would really help. Um, because I wouldn't even know where to begin, um, and and <laughs> good s- for learning tricks that
2: you wouldn't realize. Yeah, I'd
1: say. yeah. But the thing with screenwriting too, um, I don't, I don't like that because it's kind of like when Ari, A- what Ari Aster said when you go to film school or school to major in screen screenwriting they kind of groom you to write movies for hollywood and you have a template that you that you have to follow yes um and you have to have like you know the inciting incident on page four and shit like that um but so that kind of stymies your creativity i think like it's good to be told what works but
2: like that shouldn't be what you're taught
1: I think the best way to probably learn how to be a screenwriter is to read as many screen screenplays as possible. It's kind of like they it's the old adage that to be a really good writer, you have to be a really good reader. Yeah. It's always best to study those you admire in the field that you're in if you're in a creative field or you want to work in a creative field but you should have an expansive canvas yeah yeah because um, like you know if you want to be a horror writer and all you read is stephen king you're gonna write like stephen king yeah yeah
2: but also i think um Um it's also I think the better I'll say better horror directors are also the ones that have an interest in other things. Um like I will say, um comparing Wes Craven to Eli Roth Oh. (laughs) like I feel that Wes Craven actually had an interest in things aside from horror and was he was very intelligent. Yeah. Eli Roth Roth likes
1: to pretend he's very intelligent. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Whereas I feel like Eli is very horror focused and then can't um, then include other aspects of the world into his horror. That would make it better.
1: Yeah. Did you know West Craven wrote a novel?
2: Yes. It was a science fiction type of thing. Have you read it? The Fountain Society. I tried to start it but I just um, <laughs> I should give it a read. But it got some
1: good-to-moderate reviews, that so. I thought that kind of came out of left field when it happened. His, his book. Oh, yeah. well. A Stephen King can direct a movie. <laughs> uh, no, I am mean, he can't. <laughs> he proved that... <laughs> ...with that movie, and I'm sure he would agree that he can't direct a movie. <laughs> I didn't mind the movie. It was silly. It was fine. Well, no. The, everybody on set knew that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing.
2: Well, wasn't he a bit cocked out of his head? He point? was coked out of his mind, yeah.
1: <laughs> so he probably thought, I am the best fucking director ever. Yes. And this movie is gold. Was. Yes. I do like him as an actor. Okay. Like I really like him in the original Creepshow with Jordy Vera the Jordy Verrill character. Yeah. And I like, I like his. Well, you never saw Sleepwalkers, did you? Because the one weird, with um,
0: with the Brian cat Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought you said you didn't see it when you did the Mind Game. No, I've seen it a few times. Well, Hayes little cameo in that I always found fun. Was he the priest in that? No, he was the priest in Pet Cemetery. Okay. Um, but in in um, no. <laughs> in Sleepwalkers, I just thought it was funny cuz he was like the caretaker of the of the cemetery where the main girl got attacked. And he yeah. was just going up to all <laughs> all the cops and the detectives saying hey I lock this place up I don't need this action and everybody just like <laughs> talk to him and then you just see him like kind of lower his head and walk to the next hey hey buddy you know I lock this place up it's not my fault if every horny kid in town comes in here to, hey don't talk to me talk to him <laughs> and then he finally gets to like the fourth one hey hey and the guy just walks
0: away.
2: Yeah. Sort of had a similar situation last night with, uh, but uh, like something that I, in my memory, I feel and I feel like it's true. Something I feel like I always remember about uh, Sleepwalkers is um, there's a scene quite early where the lead actress is walking home and she walks past a clock and I reckon it's four past midnight and I reckon that's a book by Stephen King.
1: Um. Yes.
2: Like an anthology.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's with uh, the Langoliers and Secret Window and um, the Library Policeman. Okay. um, And something else. I've heard of
2: two of those.
1: (laughs) Well, Secret Window was in the movie with uh, Johnny Depp. And Langoliers was a movie. Langoliers was a TV movie about the giant hairballs with teeth j- attacking a plane that was so bizarre
2: <laughs> I haven't seen uh, either though, actually
1: um, I don't remember what the other the other one was um, but yeah Sleepwalkers came out in 92 and I think For Past Midnight was published in like 90 so it probably was a reference I thought that was—I always thought that was a missed opportunity—to put Stephen King movies on the marquee at the movie theater where she worked at. Oh yeah.
2: Um, what was that song by Crystal Waters? 100% Pure Love. Was that?
1: It's four past midnight. <laughs> it's close to midnight. Oh God! I can't believe oh, remember okay. that. But yeah, as I was saying, um, they had 14 sets, and they were all the interiors, and um, the director was really happy with the way they turned out. Um, he said toward the end, um, in the scene where the film, the film is all hanging from the ceiling, uh where the director is. Um there was gonna be um a bunch of like weird mannequins hanging from the mm-hmm. ceiling. But he said it made everything look too um clustered. Everything was too yep, close yep. together. So I think he put like some like on the wall or something. Yeah. And there was another scene that was shot that was supposed to be a flashback to Alexa. I remember her character's name, but I can't remember her name. Steffi Monk. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there was a flashback where the uh, father kills her mother with a baseball bat. Um, and he was like naked. I don't yeah. think that he saw anything. Maybe he saw some pass. Um Are you sure it was a baseball bat? I think so. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Well, I he was naked in um, Die Hard too, and he didn't look bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a new scene with Bill Sadler. Daddy type. I get down down (laughs) with that. I'm down with that shit. Sure, here we've got
2: a few Bulgarians. Mm.
1: Um. No, the. Yeah, one was Bulgarian, one was English. Yeah.
2: Well, there's one who hasn't spoken yet, so I'm assuming he's Bulgarian. Probably. What's the capital? Is it Bucharest?
0: I don't fucking know. Or no, that's Romania. (laughs)
1: I'm the product of the (laughs) American public school system. (laughs) Asking me shit.
2: Although, i feel I that or the, unless it's just my family but like that australians might get taught more about the world than other people simply and i only say this because uh, my sister's got a uh, japanese um, school uh, exchange student living with them and she didn't she didn't know like at all where croatia is
1: um i was speaking um of school. Screams because someone just screamed. Um, Sophie said she couldn't scream. Okay, um, she said that she tried to scream in one scene that called for it, and she said everybody was making fun of her. Just, <laughs> they said she sounded like a man. <laughs> she was like, screaming is hard. And yeah, it, it yeah. really, it is. It is. Um, so she thought that the the other girl had a really good screen. Yeah. She, she was like, can't you just ADR her screen <laughs> for me? Well, I wonder
2: if people... Because, like, I'm sure she is uh, musically trained. and I, But I do actually wonder if that training... Um, she was um to scream
1: she's um uh uh, uh, uh trained as, uh, as an opera singer i think okay i think pretty sure but she's like, got some musical training yeah
2: yeah but i, I imagine that um when you're trained to uh, protect your voice it might be hard to yeah describe. that's true like, she was probably screaming from her chest as opposed to throat. That's true. I remember, um, I watched a, uh, a Bjork cover concert. Oh god. <laughs> and, uh, they were covering her album Homogenic, and, um, they did every song. And there's a song called Pluto where she screams, but, like, um, this, the singers weren't reaching that that level of uh, franticness because like I feel they are protecting their voices and their throats mm-hmm.
1: and that's the end of the story mm. you know who they should have gotten to be a part of that Bjork Yoko Ono yes <laughs> THAT'S EXACTLY WHERE I WAS GOING!
2: They could have ADR'd Yoko Ono for Slappy Monk.
1: No. No, 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 no. No. Yoko Ono should only be used for amusement purposes. <laughs> so, what I don't understand they said that the movie was never finished but there's a trailer and yeah it was screened at the drive-in yes it was a screened at the drive-in exactly they were interviewing people who saw it so I don't get that
2: yeah yeah I thought it was finished but it was uh, people were too traumatized by it so it went off I like that their phones are working. By the way,
1: like that. Yeah, they said that. They <laughs> said David Scal said that in the in the in the commentary that he he did not want to do that. He did not want to write a script where we don't get no service, which I yeah. totally respect because it's completely cliched. It's 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 the equivalent of uh, the phones dead, that which yeah. was the cliche in the eighties, um, and he didn't. Well, I mean, this is not technically something that you should do or should be in every horror movie. But he said that one of the main things, biggest mistakes that characters make when they go to a remote location is they don't bring a gun. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to fix that with this.
2: Someone brings a gun,
1: yeah. Someone brings a gun. Um... But which turned out think... to be neither here nor there for these characters because it was sort of no.
2: discovered straight away.
1: Well, I do, I do think it was really smart the way he incorporated both the phones and the gun in one of the kill scenes because Babyface uses yeah. the girl's phone to call whatever that guy's name is to locate it. Yeah, and when he heard it ring, he shot him. He, yeah, yeah. That, that was how he found them. Yeah, that was that was creative. I like that. Um, speaking of um, speaking of um, Babyface, the um, the actor, the director said the actor. I think I don't know if his English wasn't good. But he said he really, he was, like, trying to explain the character and the premise to him. And it seemed like he wasn't, he didn't get it. Yeah. And then when he showed him the mask, he was like, oh. Okay. I see what you, what you need. And as soon as he got the mask, he found the character immediately. Yep, yep. And they said he was, like, really strong. And he was fast. Okay. Um so when he was, was running he was he was like a fucking freight train yeah he wasn't trying <laughs> no um i don't think i don't think sophie said anything about it um but they made mention of the scene when he has her by the throat um and um i think it was supposed to, he was they were talking about how some actors or stunt people are afraid to really go for it with the with grabbing somebody by the throat yeah, yeah. and it really freaks out at certain actresses um because um you know if you do it a little too tightly then they they're really at your mercy, Yeah. Um, so you have to be careful with that line. Um, but I think he did it okay, and what whatever he did, got the appropriate reaction out of her.
2: Yeah. When he sorry, what did he do? He put at her throat. He had her. He has her by the throat. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I know that that you're supposed to when you're like. Asphyxiating someone You're supposed to Sort of Press the sides Of the throat As opposed to the middle Yeah um, You don't want to damage The Adam's apple area Because that can be Right Bad (laughs) Well yeah That's why when you like Grip someone from behind Your The Adam's apple area Is right in the elbow Joint So like it's The least Affected area (laughs)
1: Yeah. Did you ever get choked out before?
2: No. Oh, not to to black out or anything. I did. Twice. Oh. Uh, on purpose or...
1: No, not on purpose. In attack. (laughs) No, it wasn't an attack. Um. The girl I lost my virginity to, who keeps coming up for some reason. Um... We were, uh, it was summer, and we were outside her house, like kind of just bullshitting. And she used to have a huge thing for John Stamos. And <laughs> oh my god! Doesn't everybody? Um, but she, I don't remember what what the context of it was. I think we were just horsing around, and she was like play choking me, and <laughs> I said something about. John Stamos, and she really put pressure on me and she choked me out. Yeah. and I <laughs> felt I'm lucky I didn't get a concussion because I fell and I smacked my head on uh, the concrete step of her house. Oh God. And then it was like I don't know, some months later this this is not good. <sighs> this is not good. Um, But it was, like, during lunch period. It was, like, kind of like a parlor drink.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because
1: she was telling, like, the group of friends that we were with, she was like, oh, my God, you'll never guess what happened. uh, This past summer, I choked him and he passed out. Joe, you want to try it again? And I was like, (laughs) like, all right, right. (laughs) yeah. I don't I don't remember exactly what happened that time, but I I remember she did choke me out. Yeah. Is that the friend where you got kicked in the face in their pool? No. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen though, didn't it? That did happen. But she didn't kick me in her face. Her friend her friend Yeah,
2: yeah, no, that yeah,
1: yeah. What a
2: bitch of a friend.
1: <laughs> no. She just didn't she didn't do it to be mean. She was just really embarrassed and she didn't know how to get our attention because my friend's His mother was standing right there <laughs> okay. no she wasn't assaulting us I
2: always remember when one of my cousins got kicked in the face <laughs> sorry um, you know when you have like a, a grassy hill when you sort of roll down on like a hot dog yeah
1: So you gotta watch out for
2: rocks. Lie lie long and then roll down. Oh no, it was like a playground area, so lots of kids do it. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, he was throwing down slowly in this (laughs) Oh goodness. Oh my god.
0: What happened?
2: I'm not gonna end that story because like I'm just I sound stupid when I laugh. (laughs) I had to, to step away for a second You have
1: to go pee pee?
2: No, no, I just didn't want to. I, I, I was just giggling a bit too much. No,
1: you guys tell me what happened.
2: No, it's, okay, so I've settled that. He rolled down the hill and then this girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's just continue. <laughs> no, <don't me. laughs>
2: No, no, let's just continue with the... Movie. No, 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 I want to know no, now. we got to finish the story. It's, it's the girl did what? <laughs> she rolled past him and kicked him
0: in... <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she rolled past him and kicked him in the face? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Uh, sorry (laughs) and you watched yeah that was that was the end of that yeah and like he was like that fucking bitch and just just sat there laughing while this poor kid was traumatized
2: You do realize how evil
1: you sound.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: like, I'm in tears of someone getting kicked. <laughs> Somebody, a poor little kid getting kicked in the face. And you're yeah. in stitches over there. Oh. Koalas are evil.
2: We are, we are. So, this girl was smart by hiding where she did. <laughs> Though...
1: Oh, he was going to beat her up. How long she knew... Hmm? He was going to beat her up.
2: No, no, how she hidden in this barrel of blood.
1: Oh. I thought you were talking going about back the girl to the who kicked the no, kid no, in the no. face.
2: I, uh, Ivan, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He sort of started hanging around with the wrong crowd and now he like, um...
1: Yeah, and then he got kicked in the face.
2: Now he, uh... I think he had some stolen merchandise and got into trouble for it. Or well, something like that, I don't
1: know. I he stole merchandising?
2: Touch. No, he had like some... stuff that was stolen. Like, I think... You know, he'd, um... I don't know whether he stole it himself or just had it in his property and... Knowing it was stolen, don't
1: possession of stolen goods yes is what you're telling me yeah so he either purchased stolen goods from someone who committed larceny or he stole it himself So, if, if Babyface is supposed to be her son, like, what is he? Like, 15? Well, no, she only had him when she was 13, I reckon. Yeah, I know, but how old is she now? Well, it, the it's suggested that she's
2: older than she looks. That she's probably in her 40s, let's say. I don't think so.
1: That's uh, kind of. Because she's, like, not even 30 here i'm not sure how old the actress is here how old sophie is i think she was born in 79 i think okay so she was this was shot in 20 this was shot in '07. i think Oh, seven okay. or '08. yeah and then it came out in '09. so she was like 28 29 okay He really, watch, uh, Sorry, you got you go. He really liked those sunglasses. <laughs> and the director liked them too. He wanted to keep them on for the whole scene. The director was like, no, we have to see your eyes. Yeah. What happened?
2: Oh, no, there was... Um, thinking of reclusive uh, directors, there was that true story about how um, someone impersonated Stanley Kubrick.
1: How many impersonators? One who? Uh,
2: it's, it's actually, there's a movie called Colour Me Kubrick, and it was about a guy who was impersonating Stanley Kubrick, like, because no one really knew exactly what he looked like, because he was reclusive, and he was going around this town, and people were treating him like film royalty. I'm not really buying this video. I think the actor's cute though. (laughs) Looks like a
0: doofus. (laughs) Well, I
2: guess he directs himself better than Wes Craven did in... (laughs) In New Nightmare. In New Nightmare, yes.
1: Well, um, I think Wes Craven proved that he wasn't an actor. Um, he knew he wasn't an actor. He said he hated yeah, that yeah. performance.
2: <laughs> yes. But when you're doing that type
1: of film, you know, it's he had to do it. <laughs> I guess.
2: Has his son been continuing writing horror?
1: I think so. I think he still does things. Yeah. Behind the scenes. I think... I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: Actually, I'm not minding David Cronenberg's son's work. Or was it daughter? No, I think it's son... (laughs)
0: Um, I recently rewatched
2: really um, um, the hills, uh, not oh, the hills I oh, Well, that as well, but um, um, the people under the stairs. That was a good little fun.
0: That
2: was when I didn't have Wi Fi, so I had to watch DVDs. <laughs> um, I
1: always thought the um. The guy who was um, the guy who was um, in the uh, in the gang um, with Ving Rhames, the one who goes to the door. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was really cute.
2: The uh, the one who pretended to be the
1: um, guest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he played the communist on Seinfeld. Oh okay. Oh, uh. uh, speaking of red, um, <laughs> I was just thinking that his well red. <laughs> yes, um, the director said that he wanted to incorporate red in the movie, but he only wanted to incorporate it with something dark. Like, um, there's, a sh- there's some sort of red whenever Babyface is on yeah. screen, um, or the director, or whatever. And there's, like, even it's part with the flare, uh, where the yeah, glow yeah, from yeah. the yeah. flares is making him look red. Yeah. So I'm not just have it in willy-nilly. No, not like Valentine. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, but that sort of made sense for the heart I did like this conversation coming up about the cheapness of torture porn
1: (laughs) Mm. the torture porn um, era was a pretty short one I think
2: yeah I'm I'm glad you know um, I think people got over it but was torture porn sort of Officially around like in the 70s, like with the cannibal talk, you know, um, Holocaust, with that sort they of thing?
1: They were Italian, yeah. Um, <laughs> Italians, really, yeah. No, there were Italian movies and they were always more violent than, they, than the American horror movies, yeah. yeah so that, so that, that was Catholic what they were Catholic. known for. And by the way, I never knew this fucking song had so many lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> I did, I did. It's like Amazing
2: Grace has got ten verses to it. I found this the most creepiest bit when he starts talking normally. It's like, oh, you're not a complete monster,
0: but you <laughs>
1: David Scal said that he really wanted to incorporate um, um, things like um, incest and pedophilia um, in the movie because um, he wanted it to be darker um, and uh, more of a disturbing movie than those that were coming out. At this yeah. time, yeah, because
2: uh, it know. sort of sucks the fun out of it when that top element comes into it, as well.
1: Oh, well, mm. no! But it I, I, been I, interesting. I, Sorry, you go, you go. I understand where he was coming from because of you know everything at the the decade everything was so corporate and mainstream and squeaky clean with the horror genre and he wanted to do something grittier yeah so i i appreciated that
2: i remember and i'm thankful that this didn't last as long um or I'm sure it's still going on but not as badly is uh, like blood was CGI'd yeah and it looked terrible and uh, you know it didn't move as blood does and no like I reckon my salty take was all CGI blood what was? my salty take but wasn't that a bad movie in general? I uh, I want to give that a rewatch I found it better than it was bad
1: (laughs) I think I talked about or uh, Jed and I talked about all of the CGI blood in Freddy vs. Jason and that was really bad yeah yeah and the CGI blood in the Psycho remake and that was 90 CGI so that was really shitty yeah yeah that's true 90 CGI apparently does not hold up. <laughs> oh, did you? Um, all roads lead to Madge. Um, but when I was looking up news earlier, I saw an article that I really didn't bother because it didn't sound right to me um, but the headline said something or maybe no I don't think it was clickbait but Jennifer Lopez said that she was supposedly allegedly supposed to be the other bride during yes. the VMA performance she was yep. supposed to be Christina Aguilera yep. I don't think so I thought you said that, but uh, that who, who was supposed to be the other bride? It was I, as far as I know. It was always supposed to be Christina.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, then I, I thought I had heard something similar in the past. Then, but uh, that's why I didn't end up
1: clicking on it because I thought it was old news. No, um, I think she just said it in something. Um, no, I don't. I don't buy that because. Madonna said that the kiss was meant to be a passing of the torch to the pop stars of that generation. Yeah. And Jennifer Lopez was kind of she was a little bit older and she wasn't one of those pop stars. Yeah, she, stars. Wasn't she a was a
2: teen pop star. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: She was she, she her she was in a different demo she had a different demographic. Yeah. And plus I don't really think that Madonna would have wanted to include her because Jennifer Lopez said some nasty things about her at that time.
2: Oh, what had she said?
1: Uh, she said something about um, huh. it was um. it was basically um, it was interesting because she was talking about um performers who try to do other things um so she was like you know madonna is a singer um that's what she should do she's a terrible actress me i'm an actress that's what i do and then she went on to have a music career which i found very ironic a not very good one because she didn't even sing one wrong fucking songs.
2: <laughs> Ain't it funny?
1: Jennifer Lopez is a some passable other actress at <laughs> best.
2: <laughs> she uh, to me, she was the type of actress, and uh, I find there's a class of actor and actress that can only deliver a good performance when they're with better actors themselves
1: the fact that she's gorgeous doesn't hurt um, but it's that's really all she has to offer I don't really think you know, she has any depth as a as a performer of any kind
2: well I enjoyed her in um the one with George really? Clooney out of sight huh I, oh, that I forgot about side. that movie. <laughs> and also, this I I do like the cell, but in saying that, I don't think she was um, the center of that. Like,
1: it was that was a very visual movie, and anyone could have played that role. Right. That went on to become like a cult classic, apparently. Okay, I never saw. One.
2: Like, I thought it was well regarded when it came out. Um, it got Oscar noms. <laughs> oh, did it? For technical it? stuff, for technical, for like costuming and. Um, yeah.
1: Makeup. I remember the trailers for it and it was like "Okay, this looks way too much like a video game
2: yeah it was from a video uh, from a music director I reckon which was another <laughs> fad that was around like The Watcher was directed I reckon by a uh, music video director
1: the um Counter Reeves movie Yes, the monstrosity.
2: Mm. Wasn't Marissa May in that? I really... I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't actually... I've seen at least in the cover.
1: I just remember it being painful. <laughs> it's a
2: your your brain is uh, defending itself by forgetting it.
1: Yeah, just like I forgot all about Out of Sight. <laughs> and I remember love, that little time little. remember that time I completely like blacked out the sequel to The Craft? <laughs> and right. then you had to remind me of it.
2: Or was it, Craft Legacy? Was that what it was? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It had, it
1: had one of those. <laughs> Does it matter? Well, I feel bad that Ferusa went back for it. I know. Oh, well, she, I tell she has much going on. Well, no, that's probably but, why I felt bad. Well, she probably thought it was going to be better than it was because it had Andrew Fleming as a producer.
2: Hmm. I'm sure he was well-intended, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, Dick?
2: No, I'd
1: like to though. It's fun. You would probably like it. It's kind of like yeah. um, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yep, yeah.
2: Because yeah. like yeah, with Michelle Williams.
1: Yeah, and um, about Richard Nixon and the water, water, you know, Watergate. Yeah, Watergate. Yes. And what's that other girl's name? From Interview with the Vampire? Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst, yeah. Oh, okay. You're the
0: first
1: Enjoy the show. First, I do She does
2: struggle with doing the deep because she's got a more higher pitch
1: (laughs) well not now now she's gotten older it's lower but they said something about this having like four different endings uh that that were written i don't think they were shot but one of them was i think it was supposed to i think it was supposed to be an illusion her having an uh, or having a delusion rather that she was at a um a film festival and she was getting a standing ovation for the movie yeah. Yeah. um but in reality she was just sitting next to one of the corpses yeah
2: yeah i don't mind this ending it's fine you got to see the
0: movie <laughs>
1: Mm. I think if uh, if there ever was a movie like that that is you know so obscure and, and such a rarity because it's supposedly one of the or supposed to be the scariest movie ever made If you call that, you're basically just setting yourself up for failure, because there's no way you could live up to something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it sort of reminded me of, uh, because I'm on a few um, Facebook groups where people, you know, want to see a Serbian film, and then you have comments saying, oh, I was the same, and then like, traumatized me once I watched it <laughs> it's sort of like oh really what do you sort of expect like if, if you hear about a movie and then um, it then sort of does what it what people are saying then
1: that's sort of on your head <laughs> I don't know um, I I've never experienced it because there's no dub. Um, so I can't even, you know, listen to it. Um, but even if I were able to actually watch it, um, I don't know how affected I would be because I already know about all of the more infamous scenes yeah. in the movie you know the
2: progression of the stories so.
1: uh, yes uh, I, I think that the fact that it's pretty fucked up would probably still be there but I don't think um, I would be as affected um, yeah, by it yeah. if I didn't know and here
2: we have it post-credit sequence well, not post mm. mid- <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad that there wasn't a sequel I don't think it needed a sequel at all but I do appreciate this ending where it's like a,
1: I was a kidding there, wasn't any, the there weren't any plans for a sequel oh you're a shit-faced I thought you knew I was kidding when I said it was going to be called The Crimson Wave. <laughs> See, I thought that bit you were making a joke about. Well, actually it was going to be a trilogy and the third one was going <laughs> to be called Plug It Up. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: Plug mm-hmm. It Up. Or The Hills Ran <laughs> Red Metaphors. Mm-hmm. She does have a good little screen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hysterical. And baby famous Players by Rachel Vasilev. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what that would be like, like working where uh, everyone else is speaking in another language and you have to sort of deliver your, your
1: vision with translation oh. <laughs> um, unless you're surrounded by competent people um, your movie's going to end up like Troll 2 because <laughs> you know two films. it was filmed here but it was in oh, Italian okay. production and nobody <laughs> knew how to speak fucking English
2: Turn to the
1: camera. <laughs> Didn't you watch? Did you ever see the um, best worst movie documentary? No, no. I recommend that. The movie? Yeah. No. Yeah. A, yeah. A movie, that's a movie I, I hear don't. I did your. You did a podcast on it. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I, I was not one of those Troll Two fanboys who, you know, loved it on because yeah. it's so bad it's good. I just thought it was really stupid. Bad. It was just so bad, it's it, bad. it was just bad. And I love a bad movie, but even I have standards. Like <laughs> I so much. <laughs> Every man has his limits. (laughs) That's why I don't watch Jennifer Lopez movies.
2: Okay? See, I I, I don't mind bad movies. I enjoyed Monster (laughs) In-Law.
1: Oh, God. The musical theater major made me watch that one.
2: (laughs) I liked that they had a bit of Nightmare on Elm Street in it.
1: I don't remember, but I just... I I just remember thinking if Jane Fonda wasn't in this movie, it would be unwatchable. Yes. Well,
2: she was the best part about it.
1: Well, of course, you know, it's, it's a, it was a it was it was a Jennifer Lopez vehicle.
2: <laughs> I've been watching a few disaster movies. Speaking of bad movies, and they've been quite bad <laughs> like I watched the Poseidon Adventure for the first time and that was fun uh, but the Roland Emmerich I think that was the name the one
0: How that he does that? I don't really like
2: he directed like um, 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow and um, I think he did Independence Day I think that's what it's oh and he did oh. Universal Soldier which I didn't mind that was probably one of my favourites oh,
1: okay. <laughs> of everything that he's done well yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get I to s- see a bit of your favorite my favorite when I was I hadn't even reached puberty yeah but you have reached sexual awareness <laughs> I don't I mean mm, um so here's Sophie's thing <laughs> I really I don't think I watched those movies because of um, my sexual attraction to Mister Van Dam, I just, I kind, I just thought they were good at that time. Yeah. Um. I remember when, cause they did the the two straight to video sequels to Universal. Oh Soldier, yes, that's right. And they came out like back to back. And then, in, like, 96, they did The Return. Yeah. And that was a theatrical.
2: Yeah, and, and that had Dolph Lundgren in it, didn't it? Well. I don't
1: remember, but I know Jean-Claude was in it, and I yeah. tried to watch it, and I was like, okay, this is garbage.
2: <laughs> well, he did a few, like, in that era, Era, he was doing a few crappy ones. But the, like, that oh, he was, was doing one. a lot of...
1: Sh- yeah, Not... I did
2: like nowhere to run though that one. I yeah,
1: know. I like that one too. I and did even, like that one. I didn't
2: mind even Hard target. I didn't mind
1: that one. I didn't see. I used to like Lionheart. Too. Oh okay. I haven't seen that one, but um. I used to, I used to have a very low tolerance for movies in that genre, um, and a lot of the time I would watch them because my my parents were watching them and action movies. Yeah, my dad yeah. likes them. Yeah, yeah.
2: My dad likes them too, but now he's watching a lot of Croatian stuff because they got YouTube on their TV.
1: <laughs> mm. Okay, well, do we have any final thoughts on the Hills Run Red? Um.
2: No. No. <laughs> I did enjoy it, and uh, I'm glad that we managed to do it. So thank you for the. uh, uh Plagating my suggestion. <laughs> well, um. Apologies for the laughter in the middle. <laughs>
1: No, a, I think that will be the highlight of the
2: episode because I
0: never heard you laugh <laughs> like that
1: before. Lord, I'm glad you do not get to see me. I start crying. Um, I I did enjoy that. Um, but before we started doing the whole you me you me thing, um, I used to do. Or I used to pick movies based on things that I knew that you liked. Um, anyway, um, even if I didn't really like them, like movies like Swim Fan and stuff. Um, but it just... It, uh, it just really annoyed me. Um, the last time that I posted about um, looking for other people people who wanted to collaborate um, on the podcast um, and and come in as as co-hosts with us, or uh, just me and whoever. Um, And, you know, I, in my post, I said what I was looking for in uh, someone who was Co host, and that was mainly people who had not a vast knowledge necessarily of the genre, but people who are familiar with things outside of the mainstream or are open minded and mm-hmm. are willing to um, watch movies that aren't in the mainstream. And this fucking cunt responded and he said it sounds like you're only looking for someone who agrees with you.
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, what? That's not no, what I said yeah. at all. And that's not what I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, I read your post three times, and I still think you're only looking for someone who agrees with you. Um. So whoever you are, I don't even remember what the fuck your name is. You can go yourself because it's not even true and I'm not that much of a narcissist
2: yeah because I hate so much that you are <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs>
1: mm. I've enjoyed the movies that you've gotten I ones. would feel bad if I was if I never let you choose a movie or I never oh. did a movie that I knew you liked that because that would not
2: see my thing is is that I, I I like horror and like uh, I like watching it but I've i have <sighs> And this is, like, a universal thing for me. There's not a lot that I'm very, very passionate about. Like, there's not a movie that I'm like, you have to watch this and I'll, you know, sit down. Because I'm, I'm just a... I brew along and I'm happy to... I'm happy-go-lucky. So, like, I, I can enjoy anything. To a degree. Or, well, to a degree and even... Hopefully... Even if I dislike something, I try to find something I like about it.
1: Well, be prepared, because Taboo 2 will be
0: (laughs) I told (laughs) you I bought four of them. (laughs)
1: And I'm not going to let them go to waste. I thought it was fun doing that commentary. Yeah, I didn't mind.
2: It it did become a bit, like, stale air, because there's not much we can talk about during these
1: (laughs) vaginal penetration scenes. (laughs) That you had to watch and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, but you also got to see all the lovely penis. So. Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Those happy girl like. No, I'm not going to use that term again. Um. The good old pre AIDS days. Yeah, pre condom.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, um. Uh, that's actually I, something that I like. A lot of times when I watch vintage horror. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I get that kind of sad feeling within me of like, oh, this is all about to change. People like they don't. Know I it.
1: don't get that. I get oh. that. I get um, all these people are probably dead by now, and it's kind of morbid to oh,
0: be yeah, pleasuring
1: yeah. myself to the. Um, <laughs> but that I, I still haven't found a good gay. No, adult no. Feature for us you did try I,
2: finding one, but yes, I did.
1: <laughs> I, I have, and I bought that movie, The Boys in the Sand, um, because that was supposed to be the first uh, gay, uh, gay uh, theme or gay porno movie that was introduced into the uh, the theaters, yeah. um, and that, like you know, because people had seen Deep Throat um, and. This was like the first thing strictly for a gay audience um yeah. so i did get that um and i uploaded it and i was like skimming through it to see what was what and there's no dialogue it's all music and yeah. fucking so i wouldn't have really anything to offer yeah yeah um and
2: it was more of a melodrama wasn't it? like get rid, uh, with a woman or no that, woman was, that was that was uh oh the bar saturday night at the bath right. yeah yeah sorry yeah
1: yeah yeah that was not porn no much to my chagrin i thought i was watching it porn.
2: sounds like a very porn name Oh, yeah. It'd be like (laughs) if you got a film that was called Fuck Me, Daddy, and it was, like, about, uh, you know, time on a prairie.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Okay. Well, we are going to put a bow on this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. As always, thank you to Tony for joining me. I'd like to thank Sophie Monk as well. (laughs) Yes. So I can have at least said her name six times this (laughs) time. Okay. Yes, and I will I I would like to thank Sophie as well for not having implants. At least at (laughs) the time of the movie. Yep. Okay. Well, Until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.